Thundergrunt Podcast Network. I know I've said this several times, but I do some sideshow from time to time. I perform, I swallow swords, I rip phone books in half, I eat fire. I was at this campout called Jam at the Dam. We go to pretty much every year. So these kids saw me eating fire and said, I bet you that guy loves hot stuff. So a little bit after my performance, they came up to me with a ghost chili pepper. It's one of the hottest peppers known to man. They call them super hots. And they dared me to eat this ghost chili pepper. And to tell you the truth, I backed down. And you know what? It still bugs me to this day. I should have eaten that thing. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso podcast. I can smell the hot sauce in this room. Yeah, right now. this is going to be one hot ass episode. Whoa! <laughs> all right, so today we are going to discuss and talk about all things. Capsaicin and all things that encompass capsaicin, mm-hmm. or all the things that we researched. Yes, and we're able to get our grubby hands on. Right. To try. So, uh, and the best thing about it is it's not just me. Nope. It's not just Joe. That's right. We also have a special guest, my lovely wife, Dana. Hi. Or as I like to call her, <laughs> Dana May. Dana May. Hi, guys. What's wrong, man? Dana May. <laughs> So Dana has also done some research today because she is our capsaicin expert. Mm-hmm. I love how I'm a different expert, kind of expert for <laughs> every, every episode. Time. No, well, no, I mean, the, the thing expert. is, is that she loves hot peppers and she goes to school and, uh, and she knows how to do research. So True. she has done mostly all of her research about uh, Medicinal uses. Yeah, like the medicinal, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. care uses of of this specific wonderful group of plants. Mm -hmm. And I did some pepper spray research as well. You didn't spray it in your face, did you? I did. No. (laughs) Hands-on research. I have an awesome story about that, too. In fact, this would have made a great anecdote as well. But Mm -hmm. you just want me to go ahead and tell it? Tell it. So there was an ex-girlfriend of mine that uh, we were dating at the time, and she had this pepper spray, and she was like, well, I don't know how it really works or whatever. And she didn't know how far it went in case she was ever attacked. So I was like, well, we'll just go out into the parking lot and spray it. Mm. So we go out into the parking lot, and she sprays it. She's like, wow, that went like 15 feet. It went really far. I'm very, very surprised. And I'm like, yeah, I am too. And then she closed it all up, capped it up, got back in the car. We're driving, and... She was also a chronic nail biter. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, oh man! She wow. was uh, she was flaming at the time. Oof. Yeah, totally bit her nails and was like, Wah! I had to like drive off and like get her a big pint of chocolate milk wow. to try and calm calm that I, down. I thought you were going to tell the story about your sister. Well, okay. I mean, I can tell that one a little bit too. You know what I mean? And sure. If you don't want to parcel them out, you just want to give them all up front. Yeah. But uh, no, my sister, uh, she is an officer of the law. And mm-hmm. um, 
part of training of being an officer is getting sprayed in the face with pepper spray. Yeah, yeah. It, because that. the whole reason being is that you have to know that once you're sprayed in the face with pepper spray, that you can actually you can you can be disarmed, mm-hmm. meaning that you will fear for your life. But yeah. in order for you to know how bad that feels, you have to go through it. You have to go through it. And how yeah. how uh, deep? De, de, um, what's the word? Not decapitating. <laughs> de, de, decapi- Decapacitating. Decapacitating. That's ah, the word. Thank gotcha. you, Dana. Finishes my sentences for mm-hmm. me after mm-hmm. the third try. So she got sprayed in the face, and there was uh, another recruit that was there uh, who – he was a Mexican guy, and he was used to eating a lot of hot chilies just for – you know, because that's what he did, you know what I mean, in his mm. family. It was part of his culture, you know. Right. So he was kind of so used to it, and people have varying degrees of what they can stand and what they can handle. Mm-hmm. Some people very, very little. Some people right. a whole lot. Yes. So uh, he got sprayed in the face, did not budge. Did not move, kept his eyes open, and he was like, eh, I'm kind of okay. Yeah. So Can I get my lunch? Can you spray some on that? Yeah. So the, <laughs> so the sergeant came over and was like, what, you're, you're, you're fine? He's like, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of okay. And he's like, good. Hit him, like, again, right in the face with a huge, you know what I mean, like a lot more spray. Wow. Did he use the bear spray? Uh, spray? Yeah, probably. He probably did use the bear spray. Broke and that's when, that's when he went down. It finally was like, oh, yeah, okay. All there, right, there that's enough. There yeah, it is. there it is. I feel, I feel like. the heat. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, hot peppers, capsaicin, which is, I decided, we were trying to figure out what to call the episode, whether I was going to call it the Scoville scale, mm-hmm. or whether I was going to call, call it, um, I don't know, hot peppers or whatever, and I think hot we just decided we're going to call it, uh, call the episode capsaicin. I think that works. Or, or we could maybe do peppers, you Peppers, know? or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it, what we're talking about is, in general, is peppers and the things that they are in mm-hmm. you know or used for um there are other things that will give you this sort of heat or hot sensation but we'll we'll touch on those but what we're really talking about are peppers right is there a difference between capsaicin and capsicum uh i think it's just the way that you pronounce it <clears throat> it's spelled differently also no uh capsicum is i think the family Capsaicin is the chemical. Specific. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, well, here it is. Uh, capsaicinoids or capsinoids are a group of chemicals. Have you been practicing that word? Capsinoids? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they are found in almost all chili peppers. Uh, And that can be from um, a bell pepper all the way up to a... Trinidad, Scorpion, whatever. You're, goes you're, you're, they call them <laughs> top of the line, you know. Yeah, they call them. I believe super hots. Yes, the super is, hots. Yeah, or so. butt jorkia. <laughs> but jorkia. <laughs> but jorkia. But jorkia. Um, some in degrees which are absolutely non-detectable mm-hmm. to the other ones, which are on a scale called the Scoville scale, which can be measured up into the millions. Yes. Uh, but it is a group of chemicals. They have bioactive properties. So that's anything that reacts or has an effect on... Something biological. Right. Any living living animal or plant. So a lot of people, what they call the the heat... I mean, there's a few different names for it. I've heard it called uh, piquant, right? 
We're not doing this again. We're not doing this. No, it's not. You're no, not it's, it's not correct. No, it's, it's not. not. There's a little. There's a little. Uh, it's not intellectually correct. It's not what correct it? in any way whatsoever. It, there's a little. It's something you made up. Hyphen thingy over the the e in that word. So it would no, sound it's not like an picante. A. You it's can't take a Spanish word and Americanize it into some bastard that you made up to make. No, oh, people do it all the time, Dana. Something. People Wait. do it all the time. But it's so wrong. It as, is. as I call it, mm-hmm. uh, the heat of the of the chili pepper. Right. Uh, Pecant. <laughs> <laughs> you were the only one, but okay. The only person in the world. Also, some people that. call it chili pungency. Right. And that pungency or heat. Mm-hmm. As as we as we all know it, and here's the difference: when you say when my when my seven year old child now says, "Is that hot?" Mm-hmm. You know, you're not sure whether to say, "Oh, it's temperature hot" or right. "spice hot." Right. But you can also say "spicy," right, mm-hmm. to mean the heat of of capsaicum. Yes. But the problem is, is that there are plenty of other things that are spicy. For yes. instance, curry. Yeah. A very, very spicy thing, although you don't necessarily get heat in your mouth from it. Right. But well, I do usually... feel heat the other end when I eat. Right. Well, a lot of curries curry. are built with chilies. With chilies also. Chili powders yeah. and chilies themselves, along with a myriad of other spices uh, to make said curry. So yeah. you're, you're not really going to get away from chilies in curries. Yeah. You just can't do it. I'm just saying, I don't necessarily think that curries are extremely spicy. No, like, no, no, no. They're extremely spicy, but they don't necessarily have that piquant. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> anyway, so um, now what I've... Me and Dana grudge face. <laughs> so most, most people from... Now, technically, it seems like the term that they like to use is the pungency. Mm-hmm. So it's the pungency of the Scoville heat units. Okay. Oh, because that term makes sense. Pungency. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Or pecans, well. either one. They're in, inseparable. No, they're not. So now this was in 1912. It was, is it Wilbur Scoville? Mm hmm. Wilbur L. Scoville. So he was the one that decided to create this basically unit of measure, which is the Scoville heat scale. Now, it's, it's kind of strange. What you do is you take basically sugar water, you mm-hmm. add sugar to water, and then you take the pepper. And you put it into that mixture, and then you keep on adding sugar water and keep on adding sugar water until eventually you cannot taste the pepper anymore. Right. It's the number of dilutions, times diluted. Right. Why does sugar have to be used in the water, and it can't just be diluted with water? Uh, I don't know. Um, Like actual chemical. Maybe if Wilbur Scoville was around, we would know the answer to that, Dana. It it was snarky. Thanks for stumping us. (laughs) Organolactic test. So, Joe, also, capsaicin is very similar to pepperin, which is what gives black pepper its taste. Okay. So it's what peppercorns have is pepperin, and then, of course, your, your, your chili peppers have capsaicin. Okay. So, uh, no, Dana, I re- really wish that we knew exactly why uh, the, the sugar is added to the water, but that it seems to be a part of the, 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 the scientific method that he developed so yeah. I mean, i'm sure it's probably necessary but i was just wondering why yeah and, and if i was a chili pepper scientist then i would probably know the answer to that <laughs> and i apologize well, I but not. literally we've searched we've searched the internet <laughs> all the way to the end and we have not figured out why and well, so. one of the the cool things that i found was back in the day back in 1912 
he used a panel of five tasters when he would do his dilution test. Mm-hmm. So he would take a pepper, dilute it X amount of times, and then people would basically taste this uh, almost a flight, you know, like a flight mm. of beer uh, of different dilutions of peppers to tell him, you know, the results. Nowadays, we don't do that. We have machines, and I think we use um, uh, alcohol rather than sugar now. It's a, a lot more exacting. You can get yeah. the everything down to results, the, the smallest sure. molecule. Yeah, because the problem was with the tasters is that you get things like taster's fatigue, you know, and you also have, you know, you're, you're, you also have problems where you, you know, environmental components could change. So mm-hmm. they, they had eaten something, you know, they had thrown some, you know, hot peppers on their eggs that's, that morning or, or whatever right, it was, right. and you don't, you know, you, you can't really taste it properly. So now they actually use a more common method, method which is the high-performance liquid chromog- chromography, which is, uh, it, it, I mean, it's basically just like an instrumental method. Mm-hmm. Also, this method is uh, way more rapid and can handle large numbers of samples as where a human would not be able to. No, no, they would die. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they use the, um, they actually use it, they, they actually convert it to the Scoville units, mm-hmm. the Scoville heat units. Yeah. So because that's what we're used to using. Well, it so. became it became you know the gold standard in measuring, you know, uh, mouth heat. With, yeah, because with peppers. I mean, and we it became worldwide unit of measurement to measure your peppers with. Yeah, because what what they get out when they use the the HPLC right. method is they get the capsicinoid ppm or parts per million. Mm-hmm. And they just multiply it by 15 to get the Scoville heat unit. Yes. So that's yep. kind of neat. That yep. you, we actually have the... It's like an actual conversion. Yeah, the conversion yeah. for it. Yeah, there's a scale. And you have... Uh, so just... I printed off this neat little chart. Like I was talking earlier, bell peppers have a Scoville heat unit of zero. They have lots of sugars and stuff in them naturally. They have they, lots of pepper flavor. And if you cut a bell pepper in half... You will see what you'll see in every single pepper is you'll have the ribs, the sort of white, you know, sort of uh, lining. The, or some people call it pith. Pith, yes. Uh, and then you'll have this sort of um, pod that contains all the seeds, you know. And they're, I mean, they're not really contained within. They're inside the pepper itself. They're all kind of – most of them are bunched up towards the top near the stem. Right. But they're on this sort of like stamen-like thing that hold all the seeds together. Yeah. And that's every single pepper will have that sort of same design. Um, all the way from, you have bell peppers at zero, all the way to the top, which on this scale from, looks like 2013, uh, is the Trinidad scorpion pepper, which mm. is at 1,463,000 on the Scoville unit. I believe that we're actually past that now. Oh, we are. No, this is the yeah. only... Chart that you could find. I couldn't find a 2015 yeah. chart. Yeah, we, we've we've gotten a little bit past that, but yeah. we'll get into that a little a little bit later. All right, Joe. So you have a huge spread, and I took a picture of it, so I'm going to make sure I put that onto the show notes. Mm-hmm. What are we going to start off with? What are we going to we What are we going to try? A lot first? of stuff. Are we, um, yeah, we, we going to start off at the least spicy and work our way up? That's what I, I'm. I'm trying to uh, determine 
a lot of the see here's the thing a lot of these mm-hmm. things are within the mid range right. of this so scale. It's hard to tell where they go. Well, I mean, we can start off with these are paprika powders. Now, as you can tell, this dark one is the smoked. That's the that's the smoked one, and the other right. one is normal. This yeah, this one is on more of the the sweet side, and they say sweet, but it's not as spicy. Okay. So what I would recommend, take, you know, a little dab of water. A little dab will do you? Yep, and just put it in there and just put it on your tongue. A large cone-shaped chili pepper. It's typically dried and ground to make a more familiar powdered spice. It's originally from Hungary. The paprika is a fairly large red pepper, quite long, and grows up to eight inches and lends a unique spiciness to paprika powder. Most of the time, also, paprika is smoked to give you that kind of like, you know, chipotle kind of taste as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, paprika is 250 to 1,000 Scovilles. In Hungary, there are six classes or types of pap- paprika ranging from delicate to hot. The peppers also range in size, shape, depending on where they're grown. Some are grown in Spain, Hungary, California, and other parts of the U.S. It's pretty good. You taste it. Not 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 a whole lot of heat at all, really. No, no, not at all. But it definitely gives like some, you know. What, Dana? How much did you have? <laughs> I I had a very large amount. Oh no, you put a little tiny, little tiny bit. Dana. And it's really gross. And it's powder. It's not spicy, but it's very gross. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. All right, I'm gonna go for the the smoked mm-hmm. and see if that's any better. Wow, the smoked isn't as hot. Right. I don't think. No, wait. No, Give it's it. creeping up. Give it that's, a minute. It's creeping up. Give it a minute. Just as gross as the other one. Well, but, you're you're tasting a powder, and that's yeah, the whole you're point. tasting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of no, these, I can see where that probably adds some kind of nice flavor to something. To a chili. Now, if you do like a chili stew, you know, yeah, or uh, you know, a chili pot or whatever, it chili like powder them. they use for for those kinds of things is like that. It is very basic. It's just dried, ground, powdered. Chili pepper, but I could see where that would add it some flavor hot. as well as heat. Mm-hmm. I imagine it would taste like the bottom of a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are tasting powder and not, you know what I mean, not like mm-hmm. a, a hot sauce type of thing. So, all right, let's do these. Um, these are what pickled? Yeah, they're pickled peppers, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly they are. I don't think they look like pepperoncinis. Yeah, they're very, very similar to that, but they're, but they're, they're not. They're the kind you get them at a little Mexican restaurant, and these little guys can be a little, a little spicy. It's that burst of pickliness I love. Yeah, <laughs> Dana's face. <laughs> they little, they got a little heat to them, right? Yeah, they're a little hot. Those come in at anywhere from, I'll say, five hundred to maybe a thousand on the Scoville. Yeah, these are, these are the kind. Have if you've ever seen. The the like t- the Texas Pete kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and right next to it, these would be in a little jar with vinegar, and when you pop it open, it's got a, a little tiny top, yeah, a little hole in the top, and you squirt basically the vinegar onto your food. That's the kind of pepper that this is. So like a Santa Fe, like a wax or, pepper sort or of an thing, El Paso pepper, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So that's in the it's in the lower range. They're still under five thousand on. Uh, units on the Scoville scale. Are they? Yeah. <clears throat> wow, I guess that was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get a lot worse from here. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Casabella. 2,500 to 6,000 Scoville units. Oh, that's what they are? Yes, they are hot wax-type pepper. Okay, good. 
Uh, Casabella. That's what they are. Glad I found it. It took yeah. me a little while, but I knew I was going to find it. Okay, cool. They're yellow in color, from yellow to orange. You'll see sometimes the tips will be orange to red, and in the end, but they are typically eaten in the yellow stage. Sometimes right. you'll see a little bit of red or orange. Mm-hmm. Dana needs to take a break to go get water because her it's mouth is on water. fire. All right, so throughout this episode, I think I'm going to do a little um, episode-long pop quiz here and there. Mm. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Okay. Um, and just this was perfect because uh, what just happened was Dana got up to get more water because her mouth is on fire from that uh, oh, Casabella. Casabella pepper. That's not why. No. <laughs> She's a liar. <laughs> that might have and been apparently upper water echelon won't drown. I was, just, I was just really thirsty. And water won't drown lies, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. it will. So, what is the best thing to drink to cool the burning sensation? I've heard lots of different things. I've heard water, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's true. I've also heard beer, and especially a nice lager. Um, and that's because the alcohol. Is supposed to do something with the capsinoids, right? Okay. Dana, what do you think? I think it's milk. Or as we say, embalmer, milk. Milk? <laughs> it was, I thought it was milk. M- no. No, it's say milk. E, milk. Oh, so it's not milk? No, it's like M-E-L-K, milk. Milk. Yeah, that's that's the Baltimoreese. Weirdos. It is, in fact, milk. Milk. No, Milk with an I. <laughs> Damn it, Danny. It's milk. Uh, Damn it, Danny. I don't even have my seatbelt on. Or any sort of protein because it, uh, you know, dairy has all proteins, fatty, fatty proteins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it breaks down the bonds between the pain receptors and the capsaicin. Really? Yes. Mm. So it breaks the bond yeah. because that's the that's the thing, right? Is that capsinoids? Mm-hmm. They capsinoids. Capsinoids. <laughs> They aren't actually a – it is not a flavor. Picant <laughs> no. is not a flavor. What? Grudge face. <laughs> it's obviously, <laughs> according to you guys, it's not a word either. It's not. It's definitely uh, not. But it's, – so it's not a flavor. What it is, it's an actual feeling, right? So it's not part of your salty beet, beet. – salty, sweet, bitter – what's the other one? Salty, sweet, bit, bitter. Sour. Sour. And umami. Umami. It's not a part of those five. Umami. <laughs> umami. Looking at fatty beefanoids. <laughs> beefanoids. You said something about fatty, fatty beef. Never mind. Forget it. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Let's do one more. Is eating chili bad for you, as in chili peppers? Everything that I've done research on have found that it's not. No. But um, there, it, it does pose a hazard in very large doses. Okay. Capsicum, cap, capsaicin. 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 <clears throat> but it would have to, yeah, but anything can, right? So True. if you drink too right. much alcohol, you know what I mean? You, but you drink a little bit yeah, and you're okay. Yeah, but small doses like every single day and you're fine. Yeah. There is no evidence to, to say that it's bad for you. Uh, but like you said, Dana, in large quantities, it can cause things like ulcers. I'd like to dispute that because I found out that it does not cause ulcers. It can, however, it can, however, a, an existing ulcer, it mm. can aggravate it. Well, that's what it says here, too, is that if you have any sort of inflammatory issue in your stomach or your 
It can exacerbate it. Yes, and cause, you know, expansion or whatever to make it worse. Yeah. Um, But on the other hand, capsaicin is also used to treat uh, anti or used as an anti-inflammatory in creams and other things for, you know, muscle ailments and things like that. Yeah. Well, that's topical. Icy hot. Yes, but it's still used as as a sort of, uh, you know, a health benefit, not a health hindrance. I read that in large doses, like if somebody is taking maybe a capsule full or too many capsules full, it can actually cause renal and pancreatic failure. Holy. So your liver and your pancreas can stop working. But that's... That but that's, like I said, an excessive amount, and probably over can, a long period of time. Yeah, you would like have caffeine. to drink, like, the entire barrel of Tabasco sauce in order for no, that to Well, happen. it's sad that, like, I don't think that in an edible, a normal edible amount, you could You're do that damage. You, uh, you have to actually take, yeah. Extract. A in some sort extract. of large dosage. Like a caffeine pill. Like, if you, yeah, you can drink soda... Sort of, quite regularly and be okay kind of um but if you take too many caffeine pills you can put yourself in the hospital right absolutely so here's an awesome uh an awesome little kind of interview that i found it's called fire talkers and it's busting chili miss with david dewitt now david dewitt is actually a part of the chili pepper institute at new mexico state university so he's all about fiery foods and barbecue and stuff like that. So, but he also does, you know, a lot of research on it. Uh, just a couple of really cool things that I found out about it is that um, capsaicin found in hot sauces can irritate parts of the body. As we all know, if you've ever cut up a jalapeno mm-hmm. and then went to go to pee. Right. You know? uh, and also your mu- mucous membranes, your eyeballs. Rubbed your eyes, scratched yes. your chin afterwards. Mm-hmm. You can really feel it on your face a lot more than you can necessarily on your fingertips. You have a lot thicker skin. Right. So, uh, but uh, Dave was saying that um, can you actually, you know, get, say, a blister from capsaicin? And he's saying, yes, you actually can. Uh, it's called contact dermatitis. It's very much like poison ivy. Mm-hmm. Some people are more sensitive but some people are completely immune. So you need like a pre, you have to have like a pre-existing condition at which that would irritate. Yeah, I would think that you would have to have very sensitive skin for that thing to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For, yeah. for to have that contact dermatitis and get an actual blister from right. a hot chili pepper. But most of the time, you definitely can feel it. Uh, some also really cool things: talking about eating too much spicy food having a harmful effect and. Um, there was a study in the Drug and Chemical Toxicology that examined the overdose potential of, say, specifically of Tabasco sauce, and it was concluded that a person of an average height would have to consume nearly half a gallon of the sauce to overdose to become unconscious, which means that like a normal 150-pound person, the acute fatal toxi- toxi- toxicity dose for a 150-pound person would be about 13 grams of pure crystalline capsinoids. Hmm. Also, he was talking about the the idea of causing heartburn or stomach ulcers or trigger, triggering acid reflux, and that uh, nothing, you know, nothing has been proven uh, that it can cause that, but it can irritate pre-existing ulcers. It can also intensify the effects of cocaine. What? Yes, it has really? a what's considered a moderate. Drug interaction. You know, some some drugs have interactions. Yeah, yeah. They're 
graded, I guess, by severe, moderate, and minimal. Um, it has a moderate reaction with cocaine where it intensifies the effects. So if somebody could come very close to having a heart attack or a cocaine-related, you know, fatal issue. accident or issue, um, it could intensify it enough to kill them, basically. Wow, that is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty strange. I, I wonder if you could, like, could you pound, like, a bottle of codeine and then a bottle of, like, Louisiana Red Hot back-to-back, and then you'd... I, well, I don't, I don't know about codeine, because cocaine is obviously in a completely different A, a little group. bit different. Yeah. 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 It's a different chemical makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, <laughs> in this article, there was a funny thing where they were talking about um, hot sauce being able to clean copper pennies. What? Well, you know, because it's a whole myth, right? He was kind of busting some myths. So it's the idea of cleaning copper pennies with hot sauce because hot sauce, you know, it being so hot, it'll eat the rust off of pennies. But it's actually not true. Just use what, uh, Coca-Cola. Well... It's the vinegar. It's the vinegar, yeah. It's the vinegar in the hot sauce that eats yeah, the rust okay. off the pennies. Yeah, yeah. So, or the you know the you know the antiquing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, from from use. So it has nothing to do with the actual peppers. Since we were kind of talking about you know the the idea of drug interactions, right? Mm-hmm. I found another little thing that was kind of neat. So the um, there are certain common foods that are you know more or less related. Right, mm-hmm. there are you know a part of the same family that are that all have nicotine content. Really? Yeah. So you have tobacco, of course, as we all can think about. Obviously, has nicotine. Right. But also in the same genus is the tomato, the potato, the eggplant, and peppers and capsicums. Hmm. So they all also just all, that aren't in the same family, but also still have some nicotine are. Teas, like green and black teas from the tea plant, and cauliflower. Both have a little bit of nicotine involved in them. So, uh, you know, but especially the capsicums or hot peppers have a little bit of nicotine in there, which is kind of strange. And a lot of people say when they're trying to quit, they will have a diet that has a lot to do with cauliflower, peppers, teas, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant will try to bring those foods up as they eat them to help you know, act as like the patch, right? A to help wean supplement. you, yeah, dietary they, supplement to help wean you off. I'm hmm. sorry, do they do that intentionally, or is yes. it like they unintentionally crave those foods? Well, I would imagine that it might go the other way, right? Because hmm. you and I both, and I'm not sure whether this is scientifically proven or not, but both Dana and I, if we've had like a, a long night out at the bar, right? The following day, both her and I have this kind of craving for vinegar. Yeah, okay. and I don't know if it has some kind of detoxifying effect, and that's why. Yeah, I'm not sure either. If it's maybe chemically closely related to alcohol. Well, I think so that it is because uh, you have, what are they, um, acetobacters? Acetobacter turns mm-hmm. alcohol into vinegar, right. Right? right? I mean, that's what it needs. It needs alcohol. Acetobacter goes in, or the mother of vinegar mm-hmm. is, you know, holistically, that's what you call it, right? right. Is the mother, mother of vinegar. And then it turns that alcohol and i've made beer vinegar i gave some to lars last time he was mm-hmm. here yep so that you can make beer vinegar or apple cider vinegar or whatever you basically make a hard apple cider and that turn that into vinegar and we both have that kind of craving so it would not surprise me mm-hmm. that you would have a craving for tomatoes potatoes you know hot peppers when you're you know coming down off of a nicotine crave you know what i mean to give you a little bit of that your body telling you 
you know, that you need well, those sort yeah, of things. Yeah, that's why your body will mm-hmm. crave certain fruits or vegetables because yeah. there's a vitamin that it knows you need. That right. It knows so, it there. so if you're addicted to nicotine, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might be one way to get off of it. Hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Eat them peppers. <laughs> All right. So up next, let's try. Now, this is on the lower end again. I like the lower <laughs> end. Let's just stay in the shallow end of the you pool. You like the shallow end? <laughs> the shallow right. end of the capsaicin pool. So this here is your straight up Tabasco sauce. Ooh. Oh, I love me some Tabasco. And over here is Frank's Red Hot Original. Okay, which are, they're <laughs> so similar on they're the very scale. Similar. Yeah. The Tabasco comes in at 1500 to 2500 on the Scoville. Yeah. And Frank's is a little bit more. It's like yeah. 2085 around there. Um, so take a, one of these little chips. What are we going for first? We Dana's, going for the, just, Dana's going for a spoon. Just gonna take it. I'm just going to lick the plate. <laughs> Man, I love the taste of that Tabasco. Absolutely. Now, I like Tabasco because of the vinegar content. Mm-hmm. The spice and the, the flavor is kind of watery and thin to me. Do you think that maybe the chips are sort of cutting down on the heat in it? Well, I mean, you can go. You can do it straight. Stick your finger. Did in Did that there, finger in there? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Here we go. Here's some Frank's Red Hot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can see where there's a little bit more spice to that. Yeah, but I think there's more salt in the Frank's as well. Yes, yes. And I mean, Tabasco. It's also a bit thicker. Yes, and that's. I think that's why I'm not never been a fan of Tabasco. It's it's okay. Yeah, but I I don't crave it when I have eggs or you know. Anything that I want something hot on. Now, what does Frank's use? Do you know? I'm guessing cayenne, right? Yep. They use a cayenne pepper. Okay. So Frank's is a cayenne pepper, Mm -hmm. as where Tabasco is an actual Tabasco pepper, which comes from the Tabasco region of Mexico. Uh, Just a few things that I... Because Tabasco has such a long history here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just kind of wanted to mention a few things about them. It basically started after the Civil War. It was the Avery family that owned most of Avery's Island, which is, you know, it's about an hour and a half from Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. right? The red so, stick. The red stick. Now, I'm going to get to that, too, which mm-hmm. has led to a little bit of confusion, and <laughs> okay. I want to mention that, too. But basically, Avery Island is, it's an island that they, they grow a lot of sugar cane around it. Mm-hmm. It's also not necessarily exactly an island, even though they call it that. What it is, it's a mound that basically is a, it's basically a big salt mound, and mm. they still to this day drag salt out of underneath of the of the island. Mm. So it's been a big salt mine for a long time. Around it, they grow a lot of sugarcane. Okay, and the the family has basically bought pretty much the entire island at this point. And they they it was after the Civil War. It was kind of devastated by the Civil War. Now originally there was quite a few battles there, but the Originally, the the Confederate uh, the Confederate Army wind up winning, and then six months later, lost it to the Union Army again. So it was really wasn't very long time. But since they had the salt there, and they started uh, importing the peppers, and then they started growing them on the ground. And it was uh, in 1869 that he started developing the recipe. Edwin McKenney, he was a banker who had basically you know was totally destroyed by the conflict. He succeeded in his venture of creating a pepper sauce. Now, it wasn't the first pepper sauce in America, though it was not a very common thing. So a lot of people complained that the sauce was too hot when they, you know, because they were kind of like 
saying, you know, the difference between that hot pepper sauce and, like, you know, the ketchup of the time, which we, as we know, a lot of the time was like mushroom ketchup and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it had the vinegar content there, but it didn't really have that kind of spice. So he's trying to bring down the recipe a little bit with the heat by aging the peppers and really getting them. They age for about three years, the Tabasco peppers. Right. And they age them in big barrels where they pack salt on the top to keep them as a barrier. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where they get a lot of their flavor. So it was in 1869 that he came out with his uh, his very first Tabasco sauce after, you know, people were complaining. So it's pretty cool. And apparently on Avery Island, you can go and visit, like, the Tabasco, you know, little... The farm? Yeah, the farm, and you can go and visit and... Processing plant and everything. Yeah, and get all different kinds of Tabasco that, like, a raspberry and all different kinds that they don't actually, you know, supply anywhere else. Oh, you have it? Yeah. Oh, that's what? awesome. The Chipotle Salt raspberry. raspberry. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess they are starting to to send it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. So that is the actual Tabasco pepper is what it is, which, I, which is what I like. I also grew some Tabasco peppers a few years ago, and I I believe I made a hot sauce, and I think I gave some to you. Yes. And I don't know if you, you dug on it, but, you know, I, oh, I thought it was gone. pretty good. Yeah, so... I mean, it is gone, so... Now, they, instead of just using Tabasco, they also do a few different kinds. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first one that they did was the green Tabasco, which was a jalapeno mm-hmm. sauce. But the original red one is the, is the you know, the, the Tabasco peppers. Yeah, they're, they're on farm. Now, this one is what? This one is a Chipotle, right? Right. This is a slow-smoked red jalapeno mm-hmm. and raspberry with their, um, I guess... Also with their Tabasco. So it has the original Tabasco as well as Chipotle in it. Mm-hmm. So Dana, it tastes a little less spicy, I think, than the... It is. You have that sweetness to cut it a little bit. Yeah, you have that yeah. raspberry yeah. puree. So mm-hmm. I'm going to crunch for a second. But it's nice. It's nice Very and good. smoky. It has a really good flavor. And it has a real mild heat. Mm-hmm. Now, since we're talking about Chipotles and trying some Chipotle <laughs> stuff, does anybody want to discuss what the Chipotle actually is? Sure. So the chipotle isn't a real type of pepper, as in, I mean, it is a real thing, but it is not its own specific type of pepper. Chipotles are a specific, uh, specifically, they are a jalapeno. They try to get the larger jalapenos, where they smoke them, then dry them, and that smoky flavor is what, you know, it was what it really brings to the table. So they are, chipotles are just a type of jalapeno that is... Smoked, dried, and I think it has a wonderful flavor because of the smoke. Now, Dana, you brought this along, right? I did. This is the, <laughs> what is it, like Chipotle's in like Adobe sauce, right? Adobe. Not Adobe. <laughs> That's a houses. brick building. Yes. But it's a clay building. Adobo sauce. Thank you. What's the difference? <laughs> one is you a clay building. You live inside one and you eat <laughs> one, the other. <laughs> you live inside one and the other one lives inside you? Yes. yes. Uh, oh, and this guys- is... You guys have to eat an actual piece of pepper. I don't think yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this right here next to this is straight up chipotle chili pepper powder. Mm. Okay. So you can kind of taste where. I'm trying to get a little piece I'm, of this chipotle. I'm trying to help here. you. I feel like you need a bigger ah, piece. I got it. I got it. I have a pretty good piece. Here we go. Chipotle. Oh, the smokiness. It's my favorite. Since I don't really eat meat, this is like the closest thing I can come to jerky. I, I love you the know emu. What I mean? 
Like they're typically really hot, but you can a lot of places have like a medium version of it that's not nearly as bad. Right, right. Um, but you still get a lot of the same flavor. And it really depends on the type of jalapeno that comes from. But those are actually you know? very, very hot. So here's like some chipotle. You said this is just some chipotle powder. Mm-hmm. It's smoky. It's good. It tastes just like the paprika. Well, a little bit more heat to it. But you get that sort of flavor. You know what I mean? It's very similar. So you, you're that, like, this would be great in like... Which, Joe, you are speaking to people who can't see you point to this. Oh, sorry. You have to say it. The the powder would be great if you put that in like, I don't know, any kind of meal. Yeah, you know, yeah give chili it, or If you didn't like have this, you could use this. You know, the... <laughs> I, <laughs> the... the <laughs> too much, Dana? It's disgusting. Well, she it's, doesn't like the, to the try powder. the powders because there's, there's no there's no actual like sweet or it's it's just ground. I, I get chili. it. I That's, get it. I just don't appreciate the flavor. Okay. So since we were talking a little bit about the Tabasco pepper, you, I, even I know we've moved on a little bit, but I want to go back to this. Mm-hmm. So they use La Petite Baton Rouge to see whether the peppers are the correct length and the correct size. So it's a little wooden dowel rod that's painted at the very end, and uh, you can check the the color of it, just make sure that it's the right color, the right length. And uh, I just thought it was really funny because you also have Baton Rouge, which is about an hour and a half up the road. So I was wondering, I was like, are these two things related, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is it was the town named after the little tiny stick to check out the Chipotle peppers, or mm-hmm. was it the other way around, you know? But it's not. They are two separate instances of using uh, the French language to talk about a red stick. So, okay. of course, you have the <laughs> La Petite Baton Rouge to, to check the, the, the chili peppers the, for the Tabasco peppers. Mm-hmm. And then Baton Rouge actually got its name in uh, 1699 when a European – it was a European history. Uh, the European history of Baton Rouge dates back to 1699. A French explorer, Sivier de Livier – he don't quote me on that. Led a party <laughs> up the Mississippi River and saw a red reddish cypress pole that was festooned with bloody animals and fish. It marked the boundary between the Hunoma tribe and the Bakugula hunting grounds. Hmm. So it was two different, you know what I mean, native tribes where they had different grounds and they had a basically you know a very large cypress tree mm-hmm. that was shaved down and they had you know a whole bunch of Blood on it, basically, mm-hmm. and that was the Baton Rouge. Oh, marking territory, marking the territory, and gotcha. that's when they, they that's they named it after that that incident, hmm. basically. So okay. it has nothing to do with La Petite Baton Rouge, which is the small little stick. And I just thought that was really neat. I, I had to had to figure that out. Mouth on fire! All right, here's a little weird one that I absolutely adore. Uh, this is Cholula. Oh, Cholula. Yes. Now, this is made with two different kinds of peppers. Okay. One being the arbol pepper, which comes at uh, around 15 to 30,000 on the Scoville. Mm -hmm. And the other one being piquin, the piquin, the piquin. The piquant? No. (laughs) P-I-Q-U-I-N. Piquin? I would say piquin. Um, that comes in at forty to 58000 So I would say, though, that even though 
they come in at that certain, you know, that level heat range, right? Mm-hmm. Or that certain, you know, Scoville range. The the hot sauce doesn't necessarily reflect that no. because you because it depends on how much you put into the mix or the mash. Right, right. And if you taste, I mean, taste this, guys. Oh, oh, I will. Because good lord, I know I, I love, love Cholula. Cholula. Yeah, but it's super flavorful, and the heat is it's very mild. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of it. Yeah, it'll build and build and build. But it is it is like a great yeah. match. Yeah, Cholula is one of my favorites, and. If I can, and you, you always know Cholula because the top of it, mm-hmm. the cap is wooden. Right. right. Even the giant bottles, it has a wooden cap. It has a wooden oh, cap. I love that. So they make, they make a Chipotle They do. Uh, they version make a, also mm. that's amazing. Yeah, really it good. is really, really good. Yeah, if, I, if I'm if i at a Mexican restaurant and they don't make their own, like, house-made salsa, mm-hmm. or not salsa, but house-made hot sauce, yeah, then that's what I'll ask for is, is the mm-hmm. Cholula. Right. I just thought it was cool that... You got two varying peppers in one one sauce, but the level itself comes in at about three thousand six hundred on the Scoville scale. Mm-hmm. The Cholula, the, the sauce itself, you know. What I mean? So they they boil them down and, and add the vinegar and the salt and all that stuff. So between peppers that are in the forty thousand twenty thousand range on the Scoville, fresh raw, and they make this this sauce that's. You know, just under five thousand. Yeah, which is, it's kind of cool. You know. Yeah, I, and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's absolutely delightful. So, I wanted to get into, you know, how we were talking about myths earlier. I want to want to talk about one that I came across when uh, crossed. Yeah, I came across when I was doing some research, and this has to do with our bivalves and oysters episode. Okay. So, do you Shoot. remember we talked about zebra mussels? Mm-hmm. And how zebra <laughs> mussels are. They're kind of taking over. Zebras don't make that noise. Yes, they do. Do they? Yes. They they're may. little horses. And they, they grunt a lot. Kind of they... <laughs> little, little African horses. They're black and white horses, yeah. Zebras mm-hmm. are very similar. Mm-hmm. So you have the zebra mussel, and it's taking over a lot of the, the Great Lakes and things like that because right. they are an invasive species. So uh, I found out there was some lakes of the Ozarks in 2006, and people were talking about you know the, these mussels coming in. They were trying to figure out how they can stop them from getting on the bottom of their boats. So it was a, a, a paint company that decided to team up with McCormick Spice, which we just were there earlier. We were doing a little bit of uh, Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, um, a little bit of Christmas shopping, and we were very close to a McCormick factory, and you drove by it, and you can really smell it. So they got some spices from McCormick, and they teamed up, and they decided to make a type of paint with uh, with basically cayenne and hot peppers inside of the paint. And they were hoping that if you paint that on the bottom of the boat, that the zebra mussels were going to stay away from the bottom of the boat. They're not going to plant themselves onto the boat and hmm. cause it to get inside of their machinery. Are they, are they not allowed to use the copper paint? Because a lot of people use the copper paint. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it just, you know... It, it doesn't say anything about it in the article that I was reading. Uh, they just were trying I mean, to figure out. I mean, might be like out, certain statutes, so you're not allowed to use that. Yeah, they were trying to figure out a, a different way that the that they could get these zebra mussels to stop fouling the bottom of their boats, you know, so they wouldn't have to do so much scraping at the end. Right. So they mixed this cayenne, and they painted their boats with, uh, with you know, the, the nautical paint that had cayenne pepper in it. Hmm. So what they found out is that uh, it really does not stop 
the zebra mussels from getting onto the bottom <laughs> of the boat. But when they go and they put them up for the end of the year mm-hmm. and they have the boats up, what was happening was a lot of squirrels would get up and they would eat the, you know, they would eat like the barnacles and the zebra mussels off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would try to get in there and get onto their boat, eat like parts of the boat, live in it, things like that. Right. But the cayenne would keep the squirrels away from the boats. Oh, <laughs> nice. Which is so strange that, you know, it does... You know, it keeps the squirrels away, so it does mm-hmm. keep pests away, but not the zebra mussels that are the invasive species. Hmm. So I just thought that was kind of neat, a neat little article about that, you know, that the <laughs> McCormick factory was teaming up, you know, with a, you know, with a paint factory to try and do something new. The other thing that I found out is that one thing that that cayenne pepper is not going to keep away is birds, because mm. birds love hot peppers. I don't think they love them. Mm-hmm. They just can't taste them. Well, that's the thing is that, um, you know, it, it's as we're mammals, we definitely we can taste foods that have capsaicin in it at mm-hmm. between like 100 to 1,000 parts per million, right? Mm-hmm. Birds, they will readily consume foods that have capsaicin up to 20,000 parts per million without having a problem. That's literally a food that it's 2% capsaicin. And they have absolutely no problem to it. So basically, they think that the the chemical modifications of their mouths just they don't have don't that. Allow it. Yeah, they don't have that. They they don't have the receptors mm-hmm. to be able to taste that that you know that hot that, that heat. Right. So which right. is why birds have a tendency to eat hot peppers, and then they'll go a little bit further on down, mm-hmm. poop it out. Right. And that's how. Pepper plants have a tendency to scatter. To spread. To spread. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. A lot of the time it's birds that are causing it. Now, if you give them, you know, like the Maruga hot scorpion, you know, burn your insides out kind of pepper, they'll probably taste that. But the Mm. but the ones, you know, you're talking the the cayennes, the The habanero. Habanero. The the mid range. Yeah, they're not they're they're not gonna have any problem with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's just do a tangent here real quick. Other hot things that I, I also enjoy immensely things like wasabi, horseradish, ginger, uh, ginger, and garlic. All of those. Oh yeah, garlic all of those has things. the same thing too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just I wanted to kind of just touch on on that you know aspect of those things. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of hot pepper sauces have specifically garlic in them. Right, and or horseradish. You yeah. know, uh, to add flavor and a different level of heat and spice. Right. Now. Horseradish, for instance, is a – it's a root, you know, just like ginger or uh, wasabi. Mm-hmm. It's in the same family as things like mustard, broccoli, and cabbage. Uh, and, and that's uh, that overarching mustard oil family. And it's the enzymes that rupture in the, the cell walls. They break down something called synegrin to produce alliol – Isolophilate. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's like oleo resin something. Yes, oleo isolothylate. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's a mustard oil. So they all uh, have... so very similar to mustard because mustard has that right, that pungent right. kind of flavor as well. Right, but they do roughly the same things that capsaicin does. It it irritates your mucous membranes, but it's it's a different delivery system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought it was nice. And I mean, I, I grabbed some uh, some wasabi almonds 
and something I brought with me, fire cider, uh, which has horseradish, ginger, habaneros, and garlic in it. So it has all of them. Now, you bought this, mm-hmm. some of this for me. Yes. Almost immediately following us doing the Switchel episode. Yes. So we've been waiting all this time after, because we love the Switchel episode, mm-hmm. but you found this like the week after we recorded it. Yeah, yeah. I actually found it in a little tiny organic market yeah. in Delaware. Yeah. I just went in one day and I was like, oh, what's that stuff? And the lady let me try it mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Yeah. And I think the next time I was down there for work, picked you up a bottle and me a bottle. And, and it having capsaicin heat. Right. What does it have? Does it have, have garlic in it too? It has garlic, uh, has capsaicin from the habaneros, ginger, and horseradish. So with all of that in there, man, this stuff will really blow out your nasal passages. Like if you have a cold, this fire cider stuff. And a lot of people think that, you know, vinegar is really good for you because it has like the acetobacter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good for your digestive system. So mm-hmm. this would be another way of kind of getting that with the heat and all different kinds of other good things for your body. Right. It smells amazing. Yeah, it's it apple cider really vinegar, good. honey, oranges, lemon, onions, horseradish, ginger, habaneros, uh, garlic, and turmeric. I got to imagine it's Real got simple. a lot of mm-hmm. really good uh, vitamins in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Minerals, stuff like that. So, uh, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. I got to imagine this would be great in a cocktail, too. Mm. Oh, Bloody Mary. It is. Oh. Whoo. Yeah, but you have that nice poop, you know, like punch in the, in the, the nose. It's way sweeter than I thought, thought it would be. No, it's it, apple cider vinegar. Super sweet. Gives you that. Woo. But good. it is nice and warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same it's time. Warm, it, it, I feel that warming my insides, but not, not really in like the... Not pain. Not in the piquant way. You know what I mean? What? God damn it. Stop it. <laughs> it's a word, guys. Just deal with it. So, Joe, this one is uh, 10,000 to 23,000 Scoville units, but I just want to mention it because of its odd shape. Have you ever heard of the Peter Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> Peter Piper picked a pickled pepper? Sometimes also known as the penis pepper. It's an heirloom chili pepper that is known. Is this known... like the stinkhorn mushroom? Yes, it is. Okay. It's very much like the stinkhorn mushroom. Back to our mushrooms episode. It is a phallic-shaped red or yellow pepper, and it's very, uh, it's very rare, and its origin is completely unknown, but it looks basically like, yeah, like... Like a little ding-dong? Yeah, yeah, but it's a pepper. I just thought it was really funny. I wanted to bring it up because it's the only pepper that I've ever seen that looks like that. Hmm. So there's another one, too, that I think is really awesome called the Bolivian Rainbow Pepper. That's 10,000 to 30,000 Scoville units. And it's been grown for centuries in Bolivia and in Central and South America. The fruit on it is beautiful. It's, 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 it, they, all the peppers go from purple to yellow to orange and then finally to red when ripe. And all the stages are present on the pepper at once. So, I mean, it literally looks like confetti. Oh, all nice, over this pepper. Nice. And a lot of people will use peppers there because they're different. Some of them are peppers that will kind of bend over. You know what I mean? As you grow them, they'll kind of just sort of bend and point towards the ground. Oh, and they like sort of wilt like a like a gnarly old finger. Yeah, but there's a lot of them that they they call like ornamental ornamental peppers that will grow straight up and then point that way mm-hmm. and continue to stay that way. Yeah. And a lot of people will plant them in their garden, not necessarily for eating, but 
for, for decoration. Yeah, for decoration and ornaments. Right. Now, um, Joe, you, you and I have also discussed that we deliver to hospitals. Mm-hmm. And outside of one of the hospitals that we deliver at, I've seen them in the garden out there and almost picked them. Because they were they were pretty ripe and good looking. Oh but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't know what kind they were, so I decided against it. Pop quiz. Mm-hmm. How far back are peppers known to exist? Just give me a within uh, five hundred years. Give me a rough estimate. I'm sure they've existed for longer than five hundred years. No, I'm saying close to. If you guess like a thousand years. Oh, within five hundred. Within five hundred years. Um. Four, four million years ago. Four million? I'm going to go with, um, I mean, we're talking about recorded history, right? So recorded I'm gonna go, history. I'm going to go with 1,000 BCE. 1,000? You're both wrong. Okay. You're too far, Dana. <laughs> Chris, you're too short. All right. Uh, 7,000 BC. 7,000 BC. Yeah. That's the, I guess, the first known. Probably the first record. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's a pepper on the wall. You know what I mean? That's it's one yeah. of those things. Yeah. yeah. It was some somebody drew it in a cave somewhere. Mm-hmm. Give me at least three vitamins that are contained within peppers. What's keratin? Is that vitamin Sorry. C? Let's just go A, B, and C because it just seems like um, okay that would be because vitamin E you get what from the sun, right? So no, you don't need to get those from hot peppers. That's D. That's okay. <laughs> yes. Um, vitamins A, B, C, as well as magnesium, iron, thiamine, riboflavin, and niacin. And keratin. All right. Up next for your mouth holes is some green jalapeno sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are just, this is jalapeno. Right. My stomach's burning. <laughs> your stomach's burning? It is. Your stomach was burning before you showed up to eat hot oh. pepper stuff. Now this, I've I mean, sick. this sauce comes in anywhere depending on. I, I couldn't find this brand per se. Um, anywhere from twenty five hundred to eight thousand on the Scoville units. Yeah, this is straight up jalapeno. Right. I mean, I, this you is can, green. Yeah, you should know the flavor of jalapeno if you've ever eaten one. Yeah, has a very specific is. flavor. It looks almost like if you actually pureed jalapenos and added vinegar. Mm-hmm. It's really it's thick. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's delightful. Now. These little curly snacks right here, they use a red pepper and jalapenos. So and lime and a bunch of other things. Give these a try. These are so awesome. What are these so what are these little guys? They look like bugles or something. Except for that they're bright red. Yeah, they are completely bright red. They are. They're the dynamite Dorito things. Uh, oh, so you brought Doritos? Well, I you brought Doritos, Joe. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, let me, let me explain. There is a Spanish version of these, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, where Dorito got this recipe. Okay. I couldn't find the Spanish version. Yeah. Which are a lot hotter. Okay. These guys, they're the chili lime sort of flavor. I love it. And just, you can eat a whole bag and you're like, ah, more. Yeah, they're very limey. Yeah, and your, good. your face falls off by the end, you know. Woo. Who brought the handicap hot fries? <laughs> I love those things. Up next, we have a fresh orange habanero. Joe, I'm not sure how fresh it is, man. It's f- fresher than a can or a jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me just say where I got this habanero. Because you can go to your grocery store and buy them. 
Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to buy a whole huge container. So I was at DC Taco, which is my favorite. Like it, it originally was like a taco stand, and now they have a few locations around DC. And I was out there. I got something to eat, and as a you know, they they kind of have jalapenos just sitting around. Right. Uh, I think they're supposed to be for decoration. Oh, so they're real jalapenos. Right. But I just snagged one up. I put them in one of the little salsa cups, and I took it here. Oh, so that right. we could have real jalapeno. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I don't know how fresh it is, but mm-hmm. I did grab it from a real Mexican restaurant. All right. Well, these are tiny slivers, guys. Okay. Have you ever eaten a habanero, Joe? Yes. So we have about, what, dime-sized pieces of habanero? Oh, smaller than that. Uh, mine's about dime-sized. Oh, it is about yeah, dime. Yeah, I give you the big chunk. Yeah. Good luck so, with that. Okay, so here we go. Habanero <laughs> down the hatch without a scratch. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. Come on, Dana. Ooh, nice flavor to it. Very mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not plastic like I thought it was. So I mean, that's good. <laughs> Got a little heat. That's not the worst. No, no, that's not habanero I've ever had. No, no. And I'm wondering if maybe it's not a habanero. That is definitely a habanero. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've had habaneros that are a million times hotter than that. Well, that's the thing, is that they can have a range. The habanero can go anywhere from 1,000 to 350,000. It tastes a little bit like cat pee. Just a little tiny bit. I think it's the wax coating on the outside. Is that, is that yeah, it? Do that they spray coat. it with something? Yeah, they have before to. They, yeah. yeah. Before they put it out for decoration. Because they're touching it and everything they else. They shellac it first. Yep. Yep. They shellac it before they decorate with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. But you can definitely feel the, the creeping crud of the burn. You know. I guess so I'm not I'm not feeling much of anything right now. No, you know, I think it's from I'm still burning from the last thing. Yeah. I'm gonna eat marchalula. So I also want to mention Joe that uh, Joe and Dana. I'm sorry, my mm-hmm. lovely wife. Hi. Eating chilies, even though it makes your because you have receptors that are able to feel that that the burn right, right? the 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 heat. Mm-hmm. It does not actually raise your body temperature. Right. There is no physical need for cooling. But uh, when you're trying to cool your mouth off, things like milk will really help it out because it, like you said, it kind of coats your mouth and it gets, it kind of knocks those, break, break knocks them, them yeah, it mm-hmm. knocks them off, mm-hmm. knocks them off of your receptors. Right. So uh, now the thing is, is when you drink things like water, or you mm-hmm. put a thing of ice in your mouth, it will give you temporary relief because it feels like it's cooling off your mouth. Mm-hmm. So you won't really feel the burn. But as soon as you remove it, you will start to feel that, that heat again. Right. I wanted to talk about some of the medicinal uses of capsicum or capsaicin. Um, it's actually FDA approved uh, for topical treatment. So any kind of lotion. Like Icy Hot or Vicks Vapor um, Those, I think, are men- mentholated. Icy Hot has capsaicin in it. Oh, does it? Yeah. I it's didn't like know putting that. Icy Hot in your jock strap. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did that have any Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. <laughs> nerds! It's <That's> awesome. <laughs> so it's actually uh, approved for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, hmm. nice. um, osteoarthritis, psoriasis, shingles. Really? Shingles? Hmm. Well, shingles is like uh, an inflammation, I think, of a nerve. Yeah. So it's kind of, I, I guess, any kind of nerve pain, really. Okay. Diabetic neuropathy, which is also usually a nerve pain. 
typically in your feet. Stuff like back pain. It's useful. I know I used to work at CVS, and we would actually sell like tubes of capsaicin cream. They oh, also wow. have yeah. very much like heat pads and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. like the ha- hot hands and yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. you know, during the wintertime. Mm-hmm. They also sell a capsaicin patch that you can put on your back, hmm. which I came yes. across a few times on the internet <laughs> while I was looking things up. Yeah, we used to sell those at CVS also. Yeah. So you um, can't just take this jalapeno sauce and pour it down your back? Uh, I think you can. You probably could. Okay. I, I wouldn't advise I it, think you but... should do it now. <laughs> no. You just run it on pants. your forehead. <laughs> you said you're wearing pants? Yeah. If I wasn't wearing pants, I'd do it. I'd get jalapenos in my oh, pants. Of course you would, Jeff. <laughs> uh, apparently for cluster headaches, which is like an intense pain in like a certain area of your head. Well, it's sort of short-lived. What? Uncluster them. <laughs> that's not how it works. Oh, okay. Um, so when you have cluster headaches, it's advised that you... Take capsicum and rub it on the lining, inside lining of your nostril, on the side that you have a cluster headache. What? It's supposed to help treat it. I I wouldn't advise any of that. Why don't you just stick a pepper up your nose? You probably could do that as well. Okay. Um, I imagine it's to put you in more pain so you don't think about the cluster headache. Let me punch you in the face so you'll forget about your your broken leg. Really hard so you don't remember (laughs) that you broke your finger. Yeah. But it's supposed to, to get rid of the headache, though. It is. It's supposed to somehow, but I don't believe it <laughs> at all. I don't think it, it sounds like a good idea. Um, and there's sort of, like, theories that it's good for treating stomach ulcers, heartburn, irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, wow. Apparently. I, I heard that eating too many peppers will give you... I, I, I at least temporarily. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, hay fever, swallowing difficulties. Again, if you eat too many, you will give yourself Wait, swallowing yeah. difficulties. Yep. Apparently, peppers, some peppers, or maybe not some peppers, but capsicum or capsaicin can cause a euphoric effect, or it's somehow related really? to a sort of euphoric effect. Now, is um, that and there's like sort of debate as to what it actually is and i think a lot of people think that it's an endorphin rush that because right. you're in sort of that heated your you have your, like your body is like what's that what's that what's that what's nerves that? in your mouth firing and your mm-hmm. body goes into sort of a you know i guess a fight mode mm-hmm. response yeah um so it sort of gives you an endorphin rush which i think is believed to be why it causes a state of euphoria in some people Nice, and that's probably why you have people like hotheads, quote unquote, mm-hmm. who like that burn. They yeah, like that I think that's rush. why I yeah because I get insane. Like at first, I'm like, yeah, this kind of burns, and then before I know it, I'm dumping like half the bottle on something, yeah. and I'm like, hot oh, anymore, anymore, more. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably from the endorphin rush. That would make sense. There's actually a considerate, considerable amount of um, drug interactions. Apparently, it does something to thin your blood. Oh, really? Yeah, it has like a mild blood thinning effect. Huh. So taking it with medications that slow blood clotting can create a problem. Oh, wow, yeah. They can cause, if you're taking it with a medication that slows blood clotting, it can cause like excessive bleeding and bruising. Hmm. More so than if you weren't, I guess, taking capsicum as a supplement or 
maybe eating a lot of peppers. I'm not sure if there's enough just from eating mm-hmm. hot foods for it to have that effect, or if this is just referring to unless you ate hot medicinal foods, doses like of it morning, yeah, night. like constantly, which I guess maybe some people do. Right now, what about the natural cooling effect that it has? Not in your mouth, but in some parts of the world, people will eat super spicy things to make them sweat in very hot climates, and then they they sweat, and it acts as almost a uh, built-in air conditioner. That, that's really funny. We just learned about that in anthropology. I'm taking an anthropology class where we're learning about human adaption, and we had to learn about how humans physically adapt to every kind of climate you can imagine. Mm-hmm. When people are in really hot climates all the time, so they're born into that climate and they're used to living there, they don't sweat as much as me or you would if we went there. Right, of course. Because their body has gone into sort of a state of this isn't helping. Right, so I'm not going to do this anymore because I've tried and tried and tried and it's not helping you. Mm -hmm. So that that would absolutely make sense that people try to induce that because sweat's your your means of evaporative cooling. It's like your personal air conditioner system. Nice. Okay. So cool. Literally makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We talked a little bit. What was it during condiments? Yes. I didn't want to bring it up too much, but. Uh, we are now at hot stuff, so I need, we need to talk a little bit about sriracha. Sure. Now, I don't want to go too much into it because we did talk about it then, but sriracha is a type of hot sauce that is native to Vietnam, so it's sriracha. Now, I watched a little documentary about it just the other day, and it was really great. So if you get a chance to see the sriracha, the sriracha documentary, it's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. So instead of really discussing sriracha any further, uh, I brought... A sriracha beer. Oh, nice. Now, this is made by Rogue. It's sriracha hot stout beer. Of course, it has the beautiful little rooster on the front, and it has the green cap, just like just like the bottle of sriracha. So I'm going to pop it open. Oh, that was a nice touch. Put it the is green a nice cap touch. On. It's got the little That's rooster cool. right on the top. So here we go. We're going we're gonna to pour and taste the sriracha beer. It looks nice and dark, like a stout should. Now, I bought this a while ago, and I've been saving it, so it's been aged a little bit because I really wanted I really wanted to save it for this hot pepper episode, and I knew we were going to have this at the end of the year, you know, because hot stuff does feel like it warms you up on a cold winter night. Here you go, Joe. Thank you, sir. And pour a little bit for me, and, uh, and we'll taste this uh, rogue sriracha beer. Salud. Salanche. Salanche. Stouty smell. Very stouty smell. A little sweet smelling. It's got a lot of roast to it, and I get a little bit of heat from it. Kind of, it's mostly on the back end, like in the back of the throat. Yeah. So, but really, compared to sriracha itself, mm-hmm. this is way more tolerable. <laughs> I'm just saying I wouldn't drink sriracha like I'm drinking this beer. Ah, gotcha. You gotcha, know what I mean? Gotcha. Well, it's got a little tiny, tiny bit of spice. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's, it's got nice. some of that um, nice. pepper character too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you taste like a little bit of those vegetable, veg, vegetable notes. Vegetal? Vegetal notes. Right. Vegetable. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. That was really good. Yeah, I would say if you get a chance to <clears throat> pick up this rogue sriracha hot sauce beer, I would give it a try because it's it's pretty good. It looks just like the... Uh, the sriracha bottle. Just like the <laughs> sriracha bottle. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. I also have... Go ahead. I, was just, I, I, I thought it was fun that uh, we were talking about sriracha before in our... Um, Condiments episode. Condiments episode that sriracha is 
a type of sauce. Right. You know? So there are many different... If you go to Vietnam and ask for sriracha, they'll bring out a plate of different kinds of sauces. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's basically right. a hot sauce, a version of hot sauce. So the one company that everybody knows uh, here now... But by Hoi Fung Foods. Right. Is just one version of sriracha. Right. And so it was neat, you know, yeah. that it's... A type of sauce. Yeah, the guy's name is David Tran. He was the guy who basically, he, he came here as an immigrant mm-hmm. on, a, uh, on, a, on a boat called the Hoi Fung, mm-hmm. which is why he named it after the Hoi Fung, right. wh- which is why it's Hoi Fung Foods. Uh, but if you ever get the chance to see this documentary, it's really, really good. Uh, I found it on YouTube. It has, like, commentary, or you can watch it with or without the commentary, and it's just called Sriracha, and it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Hmm. So I learned a lot about it, and I really think you should go and watch that. I'll make sure I put it on the show notes as well. Uh, Joe, did you want to try the Flying Dog Sriracha beer? Mm-hmm. I have a second kind, so sure. we'll, we'll pop that out. Now, as where you might actually find the Rogue Sriracha beer that we just tried, that, that's a stout, this is a Sriracha Pale Ale. Now, the thing about this Flying Dog Sriracha Pale Ale is that it is a brew house rarity, which means... That once you um, once they they stop making it, they're really not going to make it anymore. They're not going to make it again. Right. So you're not you're not really going to have that. You're not going to find it. As with the rogue stuff, you might be able to find it. They're probably going to produce that for a little while longer. All right. So this is the Brewhouse Rarity Sriracha Pale Ale for Flying Dog. I'm not getting a whole lot in the nose. Citrus. That's really sweet. Yeah. So that, you're you're smelling hops because it's a pale ale. So and they taste a lot of hops. Oh yeah, not I mean not a ton, but it's it's pretty good. It's yes, yeah, definitely more hoppy, but it's a pale ale, so it's not really the stout. But it, they're both made with uh, with sriracha, so I can taste the uh, grapefruity hoppy taste, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really get much. So, oh wait, oh Ew. yeah, yeah, a little tiny bit on the throat. It's late. There's a it tad. Comes in late. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's real mm-hmm. late. Yeah, well, but yeah, you get nice. a little bit. Yeah, that's. That's definitely tolerable. Yeah. I think I prefer my spicy hot beers Yeah, in the more of the stout range. Right. You know, like um, the that Spanish hot chocolate stout. Yeah. Oh, so good. Those I love. You gave me one called the Mayan. Yes. Which is, which I found at a few other places. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and I like I, because I like those dark roasty flavors. Yeah. with the spice, with that spice. Yeah, I think it works so well. And let me also say that the Rogue, well, as a, the the Flying Dog Brewhouse Rarity Sriracha Pale Ale, mm-hmm. that was only you know like a six pack. Yeah, exactly. And the Rogue that looks very much like the Sriracha bottle mm-hmm. with the Sriracha green cap and the red big red bottle yeah that is comes in a big bomber a big yeah, 22, 22 you know to to really share so i'll be finishing up that when we finish the episode tonight <laughs> <laughs> all right so one of the things that i was really searching for was sort of like an origin myth for the hot peppers right like mm-hmm. you know there's got to be somewhere some god cried down and its tears became the, pe- the, the, the hot, hot chili, pepper. right? Right. Like, there has to be. Mm-hmm. So I found a Zuni legend, which is a, a Native American tribe, mm-hmm. where uh, it's very similar to that. So it's um, Ahiatu and Masalemia. They are two war gods. 
for the Zuni for the Zuni legend for the Zuni nation. Now they were uh, they were two different war gods, and they lived with their grandmother. Their grandfather was a giant centipede. Now, really? what? Yeah, what they decided? Well, that's kind of normal for back then. Is, you <laughs> that's know what kind I mean? of normal. Yes. You know, so basically one day they were out hunting prairie dogs and they decide, I'm going to, this is a very long legend, so I'm going to mm. give you the cliff notes, okay? Sure. I'm going to give you the Chris notes for this. The Chris notes. <laughs> so basically what they did is they, they saw on Thunder Mountain, they saw thunder and lightning coming down and they said- From Thunderbirds. Right. So, well, it's actually from the thunder gods that they believed were on top of the mountain. So they decided to take and steal- uh, Two artifacts from them. They were the Thunderstone and the Lightning Shaft. They were going to steal the... <laughs> what? What? It sounds like some terrible Cartoon Network cartoon they have on Are now. you making fun of the Zoom Nation, It sounds Joe? like an 80s metal hair band. <laughs> no, well, okay. So the Thunder Shaft. Super Otter. <laughs> Thunder Shaft. <laughs> they were going to steal the Thunderstone and the Lightning Shaft from the Rain Gods. Stop laughing. Sorry. It's me on a Friday night. <laughs> Lightning shaft. But they did not have the ability to steal them, so they went to their grandfather, who was the giant centipede. Like okay. I said, don't forget, they lived in a hut with their grandmother a little bit further down Thunder Mountain. Gotcha. They went to their grandfather, and because he has a billion little legs, mm-hmm. he was able to crawl into the, the rain gods. 1,000. Okay. Well, I, Sorry. You know, Go ahead. Go for it. It's my story, Joe. Okay. All right? I read the story. Did you read the story? I don't think so. No. So the, the centipede was able to crawl into their, their sanctuary, mm-hmm. and while they were in meditation, because it was not raining at the time, mm-hmm. he went and he stole the thunderstone, and then he stole the lightning shaft, brought them out, and dropped them off the side of the, the, the roof in order for his two grandsons to grab them. Hmm. So their grandsons immediately ran down the hill to the hut, and their grandmother heard them whispering and said, what are you doing? They, she knew they were up to no good because they were being quiet and they're whispering in their room. Mm-hmm. And then when she started yelling and banging on the door, that's when they decided, you know what? Forget it. We have these. Let's play with them. So they were rolling the, the, thun- the thunderstone and shaking the lightning staff, and thunder and lightning started happening like crazy. Fujin and Raijin. Yeah, it just kept, all over the place. Which just was going all over the place. Right. A huge storm ensued. The grandmother was yelling the entire time, "Please stop! Please stop! You don't know what you're doing!" And eventually, the the the, the water broke open the roof and came down and started filling up the house. Hmm. And they just climbed on top of the fireplace. <laughs> right? So okay. they they climbed on top of the fireplace, you know, so they didn't have to, you know, be wet. And they kept on playing with the, you know, the. The thunderstone and the lightning shaft, and rain kept coming down, and eventually they both it came up so far above the the, the hearth that they both got wet. They climbed out through the hole in the ceiling, and op- came down from the roof, opened up the door, and water came out, and they found their grandmother there dead. She hmm. was drowned. So you know it's it's there's a moral to the story. Okay. So they took the grandmother out of the house after the water has subsided, and they buried her. And what grew there were hot peppers hmm. uh, out of the ground. And they say that the hot peppers are very much like her scorching tongue when she was telling them to, to stop playing with the, with the lightning stone and the, and the thunder shaft. 
Oh, okay. The lightning shaft and the and the thunderstone. Yeah, I got right, it right. right. So. Uh, so they took the hot peppers and they smashed them between their hands and they spread the seeds out all over the world. And that's why you have hot peppers all over the world. Hmm. So I just knew there had to be an origin myth and I found it. Good. So that was pretty good. Good job. Mm-hmm. And intense. let me tell you, there was a lot more to it. A heck of a lot more to it. But like I said, I, I kind of give you the Chris notes on that. All right, kids. I think we're at that point in the show where we're going to talk about the... Hot, 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 hot stuff. Okay. In 1956. Well, I mean, this even goes back a little bit further. So I found a, a timeline, but it's, it, the timeline ends in uh, 2007. Okay. okay? So uh, there's been a lot having to do with that. And I'm going to try and piece together what I know about what I can kind of get from some of these other lists, but I don't have an actual, actual timeline from 2007 to 2015, you know what I mean? Gotcha. To okay. tell us what has changed, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, just from reading articles and whatnot. So uh, it was in – so it was in 1912 the Scoville units w- were measured, okay? In 1956, the hottest known pepper was the jalapeno – and there was an article in Newsweek that had said so. So the jalapeno at that time was known to be the, the jalapeno. In 1987, research confirmed chili peppers were high in vitamin C, which was – we kind of go back to mm-hmm. something that we had talked about. Right. Uh, and then in 1990, the habanero was introduced to the U.S., and that was called the hottest pepper in the world. Okay. Habanero. The, the habanero. Right. right. Hmm. So that kind of held the title for a while. And then in 1994, the red savina was named by Guinness to be the hottest pepper in the world. And that um, that basically you have, what is it, 577 million Scoville units. I'm, I'm sorry, 577,000 Scoville units. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... In, well, this is just – I'm kind of going along the timeline, but just a few neat little things. In 2006, Dr. Julius of the UC, UCSF links an active ingredient in chilies to tarantula venom. Hmm. Something I didn't know about. Really? Yeah. So they're very a very similar compound. Nice. Then in 2007, the – now, I keep on calling it the butt jorkia. <laughs> I've but seen it, uh, pronunciation as – Boot holokia. The boot holokia. Right. So it's not the butt jork jorkia. I don't think it's the butt jolkia. But it's B H U T J O L K I A. Mm hmm. Or the ghost pepper. Or the ghost pepper. Ooh. <laughs> it's so scary. Now there's a few different types of the of the ghost pepper. You have the 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 chocolate flavored. <laughs> I mean the chocolate <laughs> yes, color. Okay, the I want chocolate. That one. The cho- well, that's another thing that I don't even think we mentioned. Chocolate is great with hot peppers. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, it, well, we did kind of mention it with the, the, the ch- hot chocolate stout. Yeah. Right? But chocolate itself, uh, whether it's dark chocolate, even some milk cho- chocolates can be good with a bit of spice. Right. You know? And uh, you have like, that, um, that type of chocolate. It's called like Cowboy <laughs> Kick. They have like cayenne pepper in it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Which I think is very good. And then also you have the, what is it? The, the Aztecs used to drink a chocolate drink mm-hmm. that they mixed with water and some type of chocolate powder and like I think mixed ancho chilies into it. Yeah. 
and they would drink that as a, a hot chocolate drink. That right. was like that was like the nectar of the, and, and that's what evolved into that sort of like uh, Spanish uh, Mexican hot chocolate, where you have that right. cinnamon sort of chili pepper, chili yeah, powder. spiced with other things as well. Yeah, yeah. So, which I think is delicious. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, yeah, the 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 boot boot jorkia boot yo, boot. Holokia. Okay, so the boot holokia. Uh, so you have basically two different kinds: the chocolate kind and then the traditional red kind. And okay. they are the the chocolate one is a little bit harder to find. It's called it's called chocolate. It doesn't taste like chocolate. It just it's the color. It's got gotcha. that deep brownish kind of color to it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the traditional red, which is the the kind that you find. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we have some ghost chili stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you want to try that, or did you want to talk about some of the other stuff first? That's fine. This is ghost chili salsa. Now, we got this just at our local grocery store, which I think was amazing that we found it at our local grocery store. And this is called Mrs. Renfro's mm-hmm. Ghost Chili Pepper Salsa. Well, here's the, here's the rub. Tomatoes, water, jalapeno peppers, uh, onions, Green chili peppers, distilled vinegar, cornstarch, salt, ghost peppers, garlic, spices, and cilantro. Okay. So there's three different kinds of peppers in this salsa. And the ghost peppers are kind of farther down the list. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be the minor character in the play. Now, people say, though, that the ghost pepper specifically has a very good flavor for being one of the super hot peppers. Right. And on so, all the scales I've seen, it's in the, what, one million range? Yeah. You know, thereabouts. Top, you know, upper echelon of like 900,000 to one million range. Yeah, they're about one million. And then the, um, there's, yeah, they're about 800,000 to one million forty-one thousand. Yeah. Is, so is you're, what? you're talking a little hot. Yeah, de- definitely. Just definitely. mildly hot. All right, Dana, dig in. <laughs> well, I was, I was for looking for the uh, pepper spray for how long, how strong the pepper spray is. Common pepper spray is 2 million on the Scoville scale. Police-grade pepper spray runs around the 5 million. Wow. Ooh. Level. Oh, okay. What is bear spray? I wonder where that is. Because that's probably close to military gray. No, that's close to military and police grade. Yeah, I used I to have think. one. That was, it looked like a handle of a gun. Mm-hmm. And it was military grade. I've seen like, pictures where it's like a massive can yeah, with huge. a trigger. Yeah. I also want to mention this because I had a friend growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, his father worked for the, the U.S. Postal Service. Hmm. And he had some that his father – they get issued it every year or something like that. Right. So he had some that his father gave to him because he never used it. And it is specifically for dogs because you have to go into people's yards and put their mail in it. And dogs can attack you. And mm-hmm. if you hit them with some pepper spray, it you know it doesn't kill them, but it you know makes them go away for a little while. So you right. can give the mail you – know, deliver the mail and then leave. Nice. So – uh, I just yeah. thought that was kind of neat that they have their own brand of the oh, U.S. Postal Service have spray. their own brand of well, pepper spray. I think they would have to. Yeah. So, all right, let's dig in. Give me some ghost chili pepper salsa. I'm excited. Here we go. That one's yours, Dana. <laughs> that one's yours, Dana. <clears throat> soaking in it. Half a chip. You can really smell that butt jorkia. 
cute. It smells like smoky chipotle. Mm-hmm. It does. Woo! Immediately. <laughs> it's not a sneaker. I don't want to eat it, guys. I know you don't want to, but you, you really have to at this point. I'm feeling it. Ooh, that's it's right in the sides. That's in there. The roof of the mouth, the sides in the mouth. Oh. Making me water a little I bit. I swallowed. Now it's in the back of my throat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nelly. It's not really bothering me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that, a little bit more data. Because you see that am. chip on the floor. I'm eating more. No, I'm joking. Oh, look at that. Oh, no, it is pretty good. It really is. But it's a, it's a nice, even heat. It's not a... Um, a gradual heat. It's I think not... it's probably going to hit me all at once. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really not getting that much heat right now. Oh, God. <laughs> well, the entire time, I'm oh, munching yeah, on take... wasabi almonds. It takes and, a couple seconds. And these red oh, yeah. pepper things. It's hitting me. You guys, so... want, some, you guys want the milk now? <laughs> oh. oh, man. You're a red face, Joe. <laughs> oh, I like it, though. Oh, All right. sure. Well, my whole head's <laughs> turning red, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's very good. It's tasty. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. is kind of hot. Oh, you have to do another one? Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm saying that's just a little bit of, you know what I mean, of ghost chili pepper in that. It's not like, that's not, you know what I mean? It's not all of it. It's not like you're eating an entire pepper. We're clearing the palates with a little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. So what is what is next up? What do you have here? Okay, next we have scorpion pepper hot sauce. Holy smokes. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. I'm not clearing anything with milk. You guys are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> You're finally talking. <laughs> okay, so let me Need go through milk? this a little bit. So like we said, it was the habanero, right? Uh-huh. And then it was the ghost chili pepper. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a few other ones that are in here. Um, let me just mention you have like the Trinidad seven pot and then the seven pot infinity. Now, the reason why they call them seven pots is because one chili pepper can spice up to seven pots of chili. Hmm. That's the idea of calling them the seven pot. You also have the, the Spanish Naga, which are all in there a little bit over 1 million between 1 million and 2 million. Mm -hmm. The seven pot infinity held the world's record for world, world's hottest chili for two weeks before it was ousted by the Naga Viper chili. And then the Naga Viper, um, that held it, the record in 2001 as world's hottest chili until the Trinidad Scorpion or the Butch Tea Pepper had taken over. The Butch Tea was a variety of pepper formerly ranked as the hottest pepper in the world. It was propagated by Butch Taylor of... Zydeco hot sauce. So this is basically the um, oh that that's um, one million four hundred sixty three thousand, and then that was ousted by the Trinidad Maruga scorpion pepper. Uh, that is one million two hundred thousand to two million Scoville units, Whew. and this is uh, from the New Mexico's University Chili Pepper Institute identified the Trinidad Maruga Scorpion as the hottest chili pepper in the world at a, as of February 2012. And literally, that is what we're going to try. 
the the hottest pepper in the world circa 2012. <laughs> circa 2012. And um, do you want to discuss the hottest, or do you want to try this first, and then as we're crying about it, <laughs> discuss the hottest pepper in the world? I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I, I my, the front of my brain feels weird. It, I, it's it's that is that, that euphoria. All three of us oh, are like I don't boiling know. Like, red. <laughs> we all three look like red lobsters. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna have to put peppers in my nose to heal the, to heal cluster, the cluster headache, headache that I got from eating peppers. Just spread them apart. Oh, oh man. Okay. So this is the this is the Trinidad scorpion pepper. Did, are you okay? <laughs> Did you just almost throw up on the microphone? Hot pepper? <laughs> no, I peppers burped. And milk. I just burped. <laughs> oh, hot peppers and milk. <laughs> What's really funny is that people that I've seen that have eaten hot peppers, a lot of the time they wind up with hiccups. Yeah, that's a thing. I don't know why that is, but it well, does I, mean, it's, I think it's a normal reaction, right? A hiccup is basically, you know, something that's happening biologically to you to try and expel. You know what I mean? Vomiting and hiccuping. Is something that's trying to expel stuff from your body. Is it? Yeah. I think it's like an eye twitch in your diaphragm. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. muscle spasm. A lot of yeah. people think it's when we became, when we stopped being amphibians. A vestigial trait. Yeah. It's mm. like a vestigial trait that's left over. Gotcha. But it's still, by eating or holding your breath or things like that, it can cause hiccups to happen. Hmm. Eating too fast. Uh, eating, obviously, hot peppers can cause it too. So, okay. So this is... Stuff made with the Trinidad Maruga scorpion pepper, the the second hottest pepper in the world. And the only ingredients are scorpion peppers, water, salt, acetic acid, and xanthan gum. And xanthan gum, that's just to make it thick. Yeah. So so great. So Trinidad scorpion peppers are the very first ingredient on the list. Exactly. Oh, good God. Okay. Look at your face, Joe. You are red-faced. I get red faced. I'm a little bit Can we it. just pretend that it's we're my English, do this? my 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 white pasty European? Uh, you know, you're very white and pasty. I Can we just pretend pasty. that we're going to do this and be Can like, just, oh, I'm no, just going to eat all of so it. It's so hot. Oh. I tell you what, I'm going to eat. Wait, all no, wait, wait, watch Dana. What? I'm watching. Oh, you are ta- you're putting a lot on that chip. <laughs> Go for it, Dana. I need yeah, it. Just I need spread it. Spread it all around. I don't want to throw that bitch up. Slather that chip. I'm. I'm gonna. Oh, good God. You're going to die. <laughs> your I, anus is going to come out of your nose. I'm going to bomb it. You're going to die. Room. I'm going to pull over and bomb it. Okay. All right, here we go. There's not enough sauce on that chip. <laughs> <laughs> what? The whole thing's covered. All right, scorpion pepper. Like, <laughs> Joe took a tiny bit. And this isn't salsa. Like, like the, like I'll the, take a more. I'll take a more bit. <laughs> this you take like, a bigger bit. This bigger isn't bit. salsa, right? This is actual hot no, sauce. This is actual hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yes. It looks intimidating. It does. It looks like um, <laughs> chunks of red stuff in it. Like, I don't know, demon blood. Holy <laughs> smokes, did you smell it? Oh, no. It's, oh, God. it's almost impossible. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm going to put this in my face. <laughs> oh, God. This is actually instantly making my eye water. It's irony. Smart. Oh, God. Oof. Oh, okay. All right. Let's just do it. Oh. All right. Ready? All right. Cheers. One, down the hatch. <laughs> I'll give you a scratch. Put it in your mouth. One, two, three, go. Go. It tastes like bubble gum. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Mm. Oh, it's fuming up my nose. It's so fruity. Oh, my God. Well, it tastes really delicious. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's bad. Oh, God. <laughs> that's fucking bad. <laughs> that's hot. Oh. Hoochie mama. <gasps> oh, wait. There's that euphoric feeling oh, I was oh. talking about. It comes down. Does it? I don't, I don't, well, no, no, not for me. Mm, hooch mama. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad roller coaster ride. Joe, that's not getting better. No. <laughs> I'm going to drink the milk. <laughs> there goes my eyes. That's actually not as bad as that. Oh. I have an easier time with oh, this. Oh, it's than way worse that. than that. Maybe I eat more than. <laughs> oh boy, is it? It's really got some staying power. Oh, 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 yeah. <sighs> Why are you crying, Dana? Shut up. <laughs> Why are you crying? Like two little red apples in your cheeks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, there it goes. Oh, Lord. I think we're done. Ah, mm. we didn't even eat the real pepper. That's just like... Mm. But we had, we had a habanero earlier. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Why would you think Dana's crying? Bad. I'm, okay, I'm so going for bad. the milk. I'm going for the milk. Uh, yeah, so am I. Mm. <laughs> Do we have any butter? Holy mm. shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pepper that's hotter than this. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Muck shoot my, my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go away. Chris has the pepper shakes. <laughs> oh, please go away. Please, please go away. If I close my eyes. This is a fucking searing pain. <laughs> mm. You just, I got to keep the, like, the milk in my mouth, mm-hmm, like touching mm-hmm. it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Please stop! Ah, please stop burning! Ow! It's very painful. Thank you, Curiosos. We didn't even get to the Carolina Reaper. Oh my god! I think we're done. That one goes up to two million two hundred thousand Scoville units. That's a lot. I can't stop crying. As of August two thousand thirteen, the Guinness World Record is now held by. Smoke and Ed's Carolina Reaper. It's officially the hottest chili pepper in the world, the Carolina Reaper. We didn't even get to that. There's no way I'm ever going to touch that in my life. Holy Not God. after the Trinidad Magruga. Oh, God. Oh, I think someone was stuck in my tooth. Oh, that was oh, fucking she, brutal. Hachi machi, Dana. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you do such a thing, Dana? <laughs> I ate so much of it. I put okay, so. Curiosos. I'm in a good spot right now <laughs> to say I love you. We thank you for joining us. <sighs> Pray for our mouths. And we'll see you later. Thanks for being on the episode, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Yeah, bye, guys. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can call our voicemail line, leave us a message, 443-327-9673. On your touchtone phone, that spells Hydasword. On the Curioso.com website, on the left-hand side, you can help support the show 
by clicking on our Amazon link. And if you're a real curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. If you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts, check out thundergrunt.com. Wasn't 2007, where the butt Jorkia, which is the... <laughs> Say it again. But Jorkia. But Jorkia. <laughs> I, I would bet money that it's not pronounced. But Jorkia. Now, now do it with your what? sea serpent voice. So, but Jorkia. Ghost pepper chili. But But Jorkia. But Jorkia. Stop saying it. Oh, man. It's the serpents. Um. Yes. So are we ready to start? Yes. <laughs> Very ready. I'm going to go ahead and take my hat off now because For I have a feeling I'm going to start sweating. The heat. Yes. Yes. Bring on the heat. Let me take off my... Uh, my um, Nipple tassels? No, this is... <laughs> no. Are you grabbing... this all the time. He's grabbing his bosoms. This is my... I'm wearing my... Um... You don't do that before you take your shirt off. <laughs> no, this is this is this is straight up like my what do they call it? That's your dad flannel. My your, dad flannel. Your, your like dad, it's all Daniel. plaid. It's my plaid dad flannel. I always feel like I should have sawdust on the arms. Right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna take this off so I don't I don't sweat. All right. Eels. Some dad Henry. Oh yeah, the eel soup, eel stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eel gumbo. <laughs> eel kebabs. Fried eel. Fried eel. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish version <laughs> <laughs> salivating. Fuck, it doesn't fucking stop. Fucking crazy. You have to literally keep the milk in your mouth the entire oh, time. Oh, but then it gets all slimy and gelatinous mm. from the saliva. This is bad. This is bad. Fuck balls, this is bad. <laughs> My butthole's gonna burn so bad tomorrow. Why are you not crying? I don't fucking cry on your bitch. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh. oh. It's like Satan's butthole in my mouth. I feel like my nose is gonna bleed. Oh, that's so bad. So oh. so bad. Caffeine helps. Try that. Oh my god, that helps. Huh. That helps so much. Oh. oh god, that helps. Ah. Mm. I'm going to go pee out of my butt. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't touch your pee-pee. Your nose and your, your cheeks are Dude, like I can't. Dry. I can't. I oh, ate so much of that. It was awful. Oh. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> like delicious flavor. The flavor was amazing, but until it killed you. But the, yeah, <laughs> literally, I was like, "Wow, the flavor that is really <gasps> walks up and stabs you in the face." <laughs> <laughs>